Just want to welcome you to the strong and the brave. If you survived this church for more than a week, you're way above average. I mean that you're in the one percentile of all of Christianity. If you've made it through this church, get ready now because we're going to preach the gospel this morning. There's no hold barred. There's no filter. There's no grand attempt to try not to offend. So that's what you're used to and you're not, you're new. Katie, bar the door, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> First John chapter five, verse four, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Doesn't join with the world, doesn't cooperate with the world, doesn't bow to the world, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. You can name whatever force you want to name and any politician you want to name. That is the world. Our faith overcomes those people, those places, and those things. You had the climate summit in Glasgow, Scotland. Our faith overcomes that world. And they sit there and they lie 400 private jets. That's not an exaggeration, by the way. That's not, that's not rhetoric. 400 private jets fly to Glasgow, Scotland for the climate summit. This is why our faith should easily overcome the world. As they just cause themselves to be galactic, galactic hypocrites in front of everybody. We are told in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, do not love the world. We are told in, in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. So you don't love it, you overcome it. You don't conform it, conform to it, you overcome it. Friendship with the world is hatred toward God. Most of the modern church, their goal is to be a friend of the world. To be a member of the Chamber of Commerce and be called the faith community. Friendship with the world is hatred toward God. For the word of God's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. How many of you went to a church with a dull blade? Don't ever go back, even when they reopen or even when they beg you to go back. And just because the drive is a whole lot shorter... Don't ever go back to a church that preaches a dull blade. For the word of God's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. If you go to a church that's not dividing, that's not discerning, that's not piercing, you're in the wrong church. People are like, well, I feel like when I come in here, I get burned. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, right place? Well, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. That's Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. What's the New Testament say? Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews chapter 12, 28 and 29. You should feel burned when you leave. You're in the right place. I feel burned too. These messages hit me just as hard as they hit you. 
It's just God has chosen that I be the purveyor of it. It doesn't mean that they aren't for me too. They are. I've loved the world too much too. I've conformed too much to the pattern of this world too. I've been a friend of the world too. Not anymore. For whatever is born of God, whatever, whatever is born of God. You know what? They used to just lay a cloth and let the cloth touch an apostle. And that impartation would heal the sick. For whatever, whatever, doesn't even say whoever. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. You're worried about being laid off because you haven't taken the vaccine. You overcome the world. God's got a job 10 times better for you with 10 times more money. But I can't do anything else but that career. That's not true. What if I thought that way? The only thing I could ever be is a cop. I wouldn't be standing here right now. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this, if it's not overcoming, then you're, listen, you're walking by the wrong faith. If you're participating and not overcoming, you're walking by the wrong covenant. If you're not a disturbance to the world, you're not walking according to the word of God that's quick, powerful, sharp, discerning, and dividing, and piercing. The world should be bothered by you. I bother the world all the time. 2 Corinthians 2.14, most of us know this, but we only know part of the verse. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14. But most of us don't look at the second part. This is King James language, so I'll translate. And maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. What does that mean? They smell God through you. They should know God by your smell. We make, the, we make God known to the world by our triumph. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. Always. The vaccine can't stop you. The economy and 100 ships docked off of L.A. cannot stop you. You are always caused to triumph in Christ. Always. You're like, well, I've tried it in the past. Okay, so that's now your theology. Most Christians, well, you know, I tried it and, you know, it didn't work. So, you know, I just, I'm now what I, you know, call a, a twig on the river of life, Christian. Come what may, throw the twig. Wherever it goes is where I go. Who knows that what that crazy God's going to do. I may die. I may live. I may get disease. I may not. I might be broke. I might prosper. It's just all up to the ambiguous will of God that's shrouded in mist. It's not Bible. That's not the Bible. Those are people who are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, thanks be unto God, which always, always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Our triumph. The world should be going. How on earth do they do it? Joe Biden should be sitting in his White House going, you know what? That gum, man, I, I tried to get all those people fired. Why is it they, they have record giving inside the church right now? I put out my vaccine mandate, wherein if you have more than 100 employees, they've got to be vaccinated or fired, and there's record giving inside the church. 
He should be wondering why that is. That's making manifest the Sabbath of his knowledge by us in every place. We are called to defeat the world. Defeat them. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Where do you get that from? Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. Because you have kept my command to persevere. Persevering does not mean you put a mask on your face. And jam an mRNA vaccination into your veins that the inventor of it told you not to do. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. What does that mean? That you and I will be partaying while they're suffering. You will, only, you will only look with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. God sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Psalm 23, Psalm 91. We are to defeat the world, not embrace it, not cooperate with it, not imitate it, not obey it, not bow down to it, and certainly not assimilate to it. If you look like them and you're talking like them, you are them. You're welcome. The only way for the church to lose is how? Is to step out of faith. We are in a faith covenant. For by grace you have been saved. Here's the covenant through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. If we step out of faith into the carnal, we will lose. Because then we're, we are operating by their terms. We're operating on their terms. Remember, the natural man, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. We just did seconds, confusing, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. This is what happened at the very beginning of this whole pandemic. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. When I saw it, I operate in the spirit. I'm not a perfect person. I just, I operate in the spirit. And I operate in the word of God. Whatever the word of God says is my theology. When thou sayest, seek ye my face, Psalm 27, thy face, Lord, I will seek. So whatever the word of God says is my theology, thou is my theology in the King James. So when I saw this occurring, I'm like, something stinks. <laughs> something stinks out there. The rest of the church crawled up the very butt of the purveyor of the stink. <laughs> they were intimately involved with that which that was putting out the smell the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're in the natural. This is written to Christians. To Christians operating in the natural. It is the most dangerous place to be on planet Earth is a Christian operating in the natural. The world is lost. They are cold. A Christian operating in the natural is either lukewarm or heading that way. 
The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Even to this day, as you've heard me say a dozen times or more, even to this day, nobody is preaching Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. You have vaccine passports proliferated all throughout the globe. And in the countries that they're not in yet, they're trying to get them in. And what are the pastors in America preaching? More about love. Chapter 13. Because they have no clue. They are natural people. I'm not going to say whether they're going to heaven or whether they're going to hell. But I will tell you this. It doesn't look good. If you are so spiritually inept that you are not preaching about that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. If you are not preaching that right now, when the entire European Union, Australia, Canada, Israel, New York City, you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel... Without your mark of the beast, I'm sorry, your vaccine passport, your QR code on your phone, which will be a very easy, talk about transmissibility, very easy transmission from there to your forehead. And nobody preaches about it. Talk about just yielding your children. A lot of these art church pastors that are in their 30s and 40s have kids that are 7 to 15 years old. Yield your whole planet over so that people think highly of you. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Luke chapter 6 verse 26. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. Oh, you know, there goes that foundation church again. It's conspiracy theorists. They might as well be preaching Alex Jones. Really? That's conspiracy theory? I remember one time I put on Facebook, I said about the, about the mask, I said a precursor to the mark of the beast. And somebody sent back somebody I know who's allegedly a believer, a worship leader, sent back a laughing emoji. Really? How how you like me now, bud? And I wonder, see, the problem is, is that man, did he ever repent? No, they just pretend like it never happened. What's happening in the world, I'll tell you this because I'm going to preach about it. I don't know when I'm going to get off of this. I'm warning you. The greatest delusion of our time is absolute fact presented to people and they respond with nonsensical statements. That's the absolute fact of our time. I wish you all spoke with tongues, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And what's the response of 90% of the evangelical movement? I don't think that's for today. What absolute fact presented to you and your response is a nonsensical statement. 82 to 85% of COVID deaths in the UK are fully vaxxed. That's absolute fact off their government website. They suppress it, but it's there. So what's, there's the absolute fact, right? They're not denying it. It's on uk.cov. It's right there. I showed it to you last week. It's right there. What's their response? Well, we believe the vaccines are the pathway out of the pandemic. Absolute fact responded to with absolute nonsense. 
It's the delusion of our time. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Yes, the world is blind. But even, I've told you this a couple weeks too. But the funny thing is, is that the guys that are right behind you, right behind us, this, this building, it's kind of a rough little neighborhood right here. Got my refrigerator stolen off the back of here. Had some burglaries occur in our parking lot at night. We have, seriously, a little rough little neighborhood. I go walk, I used to go walking back there all the time. I have more in common with a lot of those people back there that when they get home, they cannot get to the Bud Light any faster. But they're refusing the vaccine because they sense the tyranny. Why is it that I have more in common with them than Pastor Skinny Jeans? Because it's very dangerous to be spiritually lukewarm. It's a dangerous thing to taste and see that the Lord is good and walk away. To hear the word of God. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Nah, God, I'd rather use wisdom. I quoted this Bible verse on the podcast last night. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. And what does the church do? Universally, the church says, well, yeah, we, you know, it's just a time to use wisdom. We, yeah, we believe in binding and loosing. Yeah, okay, Tom. Okay, Tom. But you got to use wisdom. This is a pandemic. Or pandemic. That's heresy. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom didn't know God. So the church sits there and says, I don't know God. Because they're saying you have to use wisdom. What wisdom are you using if it's not the Bible? The world through wisdom did not know God. So you're using the devil's wisdom. You're using wisdom that's coming from a demon. Well, everybody loves me though. Congratulations. As you burn in hell and they burn in hell right alongside of you because you both got a mark on your right hand or on your forehead because you didn't see that coming either. You watch. Don't worry. You got Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. You shouldn't be scared. God will take you out of here before the worst of the worst. That's the truth. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell, come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. That's absolute fact. So on, on and about, Revelation chapter 14, we're scooped up, we're gone. I'm a mid-tripper. We're gonna, there's going to be some trials, but we will prosper and we will win. You'll be just fine. I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. What's that whole litany of scripture right there? It's Psalm 37, 23 through 25. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth them with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. That is absolute fact for you and me. Well, that's true, but you know, I've been through some hard times. Heresy. I don't care if it's true. If you're speaking in contradiction to the word of God, it's not true. The reason why you went through those hard times is because you weren't standing on the word of God. The only hard times you ever need to go through is persecution. Yes, people around you that don't believe will die, and you may have some sorrow and things like that. I get it. I've been there. Believe me. I've seen my fair share of death. But I'm telling you right now, for you personally, the only thing you ever need to suffer from is persecution and martyrdom. 
Most Christians are never noticeable enough to be persecuted. They're too busy using wisdom. Told you this is like fire in here, isn't it? Fire. What's so funny is that people think I'm a really serious person. Like I do this 24-7. Nope. Shut off. Enjoy my life. Turn it back on. Shut off. Enjoy my life. That's how I live. You should do, try to do the exact same thing. This is exactly what we are seeing today is an embrace of the world and a rejection of faith. Faith is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by. So what, if what you are hearing is the Word of God, you have faith. If, you are what, if what you are listening to is not the Word of God, you are operating in the carnal mind. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Romans 8, 7, 8, 8. It's all Bible verses. It's all I know. Tom, can't you quote some, you know, some, you know, some, some books from so-and-so and so I don't even want to badmouth the authors. I'm tempted, but I'm all more, I put a moratorium on myself of dropping names. For now. The Lord's closed the door. He'll open it again. I don't know any other quotes to give you. I don't quote anybody else. Remember, faith is the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith is the Bible. There's no faith and the Bible. There's no Jesus and the Bible. Jesus is the Bible. Faith is the Bible. Period. Life really is easy. What's the answer to this? Well, let's see. I got a 30-year-old son living at my house, smoking dope and not getting a job. Well, let's see. Is there an answer to that? Oh, yeah, I'll give you the answer. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Bye-bye, Sonny. Time for you to fly. I'm going to help you because I'm going to kick you out of the nest from 30 feet up. (laughs) Fly, eagle, fly. Flap those wings. Faith is the word. So a rejection of the word is a rejection of faith. A rejection of our covenant. Let's look at it. 1 Samuel chapter 15, 1 through 3. That's Saul v. Samuel. Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people. That's a good deal. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Watch it closely now. He has magnified his word above his name. Heed the voice of the word. When any any person starts any sentence with, I believe, your antenna should go up. A lot of you have single dar. Oh, there's somebody single. They're eligible. Your single dar's up. Some of you got gay dar, all those different things. <laughs> Your faith dar should go up. Yeah, I say anything I want, and I get in trouble for it, but I say anything I want. <laughs> You're like, no, aren't you afraid of what you could lose? What would I lose? 
No. What would I lose? Everybody could leave and you won't be on the stage anymore. That, okay. I spent, I'm a solitary man, no problem. He, the voice, whenever you hear somebody start off with, I believe, faith dar. Instead of the word says, you will never hear me say that. You come to me if you're foolish enough to be the one to two people per year that come to me for counsel. We will open up the word of God and discuss you. You're not there to discuss me. I got problems too. I have not arrived. I've just left. I'm not at the dock. I'm off the dock. Credit Andrew Walmack for that. I have not arrived. I've just left. But we will open up the word of God and discuss you. We're not going to talk about mommy. We're not going to talk about daddy because that's not in here. It doesn't say that you're a lousy husband because your dad was a lousy husband. It doesn't say that in here. So we don't use that. You can cry all you want. I remember talking to a guy's bawling his brains out. I just interrupt him. Stop your crying. That's just a defense mechanism. Knock it off. Can't believe he came back, but he actually did. I try to get people not to come back because I hate doing marriage counseling. Make it as rough as I can, and hopefully they never come back. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sort of. <laughs> now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go, now you have the prophet giving Saul what? The word of the Lord. No, this is not very comfortable. That's not up to you. What, what are you, pot, talking to the potter about your handles? Love or otherwise, those are yours, pot, enjoy. Now go and attack Amalek. Well, so far Saul's comfortable with that. And utterly destroy all they have. Now the meter's going down. And do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child. This is the God that I serve? Yep. That's him. That's Yahweh. At that moment right there, Jesus is sitting at his right hand. Through Jesus, he created everything. Colossians chapter 1, 15 and 16. That's him. Infant child. And nursing child. Ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. Just a little preview Saul has no problem murdering, nursing children and infants. He just has a problem with the ox, the sheep, and the camel not taking them. Sounds like the Democratic Party. <laughs> Told you, say anything. You want to dispute it? Go ahead. How many people, how many black people have been killed by the KKK? 4,000. True. Horrible, right? Atrocity. Absolutely. Hate racism. Hate, hate, I hate hatred. 
But how many has abortion killed? 22 million. 22 million. Two to 400,000 per year. And allegedly the Democratic Party, the lovers of the black community, the lovers of the, and the purveyors of compassion, put a Planned Parenthood on every corner of every urban center in America. Absolute fact responded to with nonsensical statements. Well, let's vote for those people then. Nonsensical statements. Let's go hunt down white police officers. Oh, you know what? They kill a total of about 10 unarmed black men a year. And about twice as many white unarmed suspects per year, right? Well, yeah, but, you know, the reason being is because, you know, the white people make up so much more of the population. Well, 13% of the population commits 50% of the murders. It's got nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with culture. If you don't understand that, you've never been a police officer. I've been to all the houses of all colors. The rich are just as miserable as the poor. You don't, you, those of you who love money... You're the non-tithers in the room. You love money. They're the poor. Way more than the rich. You're welcome. And everybody's equally as miserable because God, God has placed in you a God-shaped void that only he can fill. You can try to fill it with other things. It's never going to work. Heed the words of the Lord. Now go and attack Amalek, utterly destroy all they have, and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. All right, so here we go. Now that's a difficult saying, right? It is. That's not easy to carry out. When thou sayest, though, seek ye my face, my heart send unto thee, thy face, Lord, I will seek. If Yahweh says do it, Done. This is old covenant. This is not new. None of you are called to go out and kill people. It's old covenant. I'll show you our spot in a minute. I'll show you our lane. The same thing happened to Jesus. John chapter 6. 60 and 66. Here's 60. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with them no more. Why? Because Jesus said, you're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. So they all left. One heart saying, I've seen it clear out this church too. I preached on the book of Revelation line by line. I don't know for how long, for like a month, month and a half. That cleared out several families. All I did was read the Bible. Here's the Bible. Here it is. They're gone. It's a difficult saying. Listen to what they said. This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? And they all left. Many of his disciples. Not, not people on the outskirts. Many of his disciples went back and walked with them no more. Well, here comes COVID. This isn't even hard. Don't put on masks. Don't vaccinate. Don't bow. This is a hard saying. Who can do it? Many of his disciples went back and walked with them no more. All these art churches that strap masks on, that have their church name on their masks. And proudly doing their this in front of the cameras. Welcome home. With their masks on. Those are people that are in their heart are saying. Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. In their heart that's where they're at. Don't let it be you for any reason. If that's you and you're offended. I want you to think about your offense. I want you to dissect it. 
Tom, why do you always talk about offense? Because I've been pastoring for a long time. And I've seen countless people. I've had people leave the church for parade floats. Candy being bought. Seriously. I had, I, I had somebody on my advisory team at the time meet with me. You know, I like to discuss the expenditures of the church. I said, go ahead. Where, where, where is it? I made at that time uh, $7,000 a year pastoring the church. On average, a pastor of a church that size would have been about sixty to seventy thousand. I was making seven. So he wants to talk to me about expenditures. I said, "Okay." Said, "Where are we wasting money? Name it." So you're going to talk to me? Name it. There's no vague statements. You name it. You give me a list. Give me the list. And he goes, he couldn't even think of anything. Uh, well, at VBS, I noticed you guys buy a lot of candy. I looked at him, I said, that's it? And second of all, we didn't buy it, numb nuts. A rich attorney bought it all. <laughs> and see, your offense is no different whether you're right or not. You don't think I've been offended by you? If you're offended by me or any part of the church, you don't think I've been offended by you? What's so funny is this, I keep coming back. Because I'm not a 12-year-old girl. What's so funny about people, whenever they leave, I can, I can plot them. They think I don't notice them. I notice you. Well, why don't you come up and try to save us? Because you're a 12-year-old girl. I'm not going to try to save you. Me trying to save you will enable you to remain a 12-year-old girl. You need to wake up. You need to stop being offended. But I can sit there. I can watch your moves. You got the withdrawal. Got the long face. Husband and wife start having love-making sessions in the middle of worship because they're holding on to each other because the church is so horrible. <laughs> and what's so funny is, is they don't understand the litany of things that are said about them after they leave. And what's been said about them while they're here. They think that they're the only ones offended. They don't realize the people that they've bothered. I could give them a list. I never do it, but I've always been tempted. Hey, you know what? During our conversation, your, our departure agreement, which I don't participate anymore, but let me give you what's been said about you. You're welcome. I know. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? That's why I'm trying to jerk you out of offense. I'm not gentle, but I will save you. So if you give, if you want me to watch your child, I guarantee them one thing: <laughs> safety. That's it. <laughs> Nutrition? No. Mm. <laughs> Happiness? No. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch. Tom's gonna watch their TV programs. No, I'm gonna watch what I want to watch. I guarantee their safety. You will get them back unharmed. That's what you get in the church. I'm trying to make you safe. Until you stop being offended and quit being a little baby. Why don't you air it out? Here are the grievous offenses. And I want you to compare that to martyrdom Christians around the globe. Why don't you compare yourself to the Christians in Afghanistan right now? Well, you know, they, they don't appreciate me. Oh, that's interesting because they're cutting people's heads off there. Just, you know. 
I had a video ready for the podcast last night, but I ran out of time. In Afghanistan right now, this, we have a film of it. It was actually done by mainstream media. It was either ABC, CBS, or CNN. I can't remember. I think it was CNN. Nine-year-old girl sold to a 55-year-old man. Thank you, Joe Biden. Fantastic work, Democratic Party. Nice job. You left, you left American troops sitting in Bagram Air, For, Air, For, Air Force Base right now? This wouldn't be an issue. You want to sell nine-year-old girls? You will no longer exist. 1 Samuel 15, 7 through 21. And Saul attacked the Amalekites. He did right. From Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Akkad, king of the Amalekites, alive. Whoops. That's not what he was told to do. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. No problem killing the women. No problem killing the men. No problem killing the babies. No problem even killing the nursing babies. But Saul and the people spared Acog and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, they utterly destroyed. No problem killing the people. Absolute inability to kill that which was treasured to them. Just like the Democratic Party, just like the World Economic Forum. Now, let's, let's, let's show a comparison between Saul and Elijah. This is 1 Kings 18.40. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one escape. And they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kidron and executed them there. See the difference? One's obedient, one's not. Saul, this uh, next section of scriptures entitled, Saul rejected his king. Verse 11, now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king for he has turned, turned, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried out to the Lord all night. Let's look, for he has not performed my commandments. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. For since, in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, and the number one thing you hear coming out of the evangelical church is, you got to use wisdom. You did not perform my commandments. What's your command? What do you do? What do you do with an illness? You bind it. Done. No, you know, you gotta, no you're slipping into heresy. Should you be rich? That's absolutely the word of God. Oh, no. We, you know, we've seen the, the abuses on, on Christian television network and the bad fundraising. And we sent money to this pastor and that pastor, and they went off to the Bahamas with it. So that's now going to be your theology? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Comparing it to the grace of God, to the sacrifice of sin, that he sacrificed his wealth so that you could be wealthy? And you just say, no, thank you? You should say, yeah, I'll take all that I have, and if I want to remain poor, I'll give it all away. Got one amen, that's right, from Pete. See, the rest of you are scared. You know why? Because your theology is not the Bible. You're afraid to say, God wants me rich. 
I'm not. Bring it on. I had some friends of mine bring in some pre-Christmas Christmas presents for me in the podcast room, pre-podcast, a couple weeks ago. It was like, you know, it was a Christmas mug. The first version of Christmas M&Ms came out. The red and the greens, my favorites. When they came in, I knew the gifts were for me. You know what I did? I went like just like this. Thank you. When, when God tells you that you're supposed to be rich, understand you're falling short by not being rich. That's how I feel. I need to be richer than I am. So Samuel, so when Samuel rose early in the morning, remember he cried all night. He's to meet Paul. It was told Samuel saying Saul went to Carmel and indeed he set up a monument for himself. That sounds just like the modern church. Look at us love. Look at us defy the word of God in the name of idolatrous love. Oh, praise Jesus. The one we formed in our own mind. Not the real Jesus because the real Jesus is the Bible. That way you can't form your own Jesus in your own mind. That's why he's magnified his word above his name. He set up a monument for himself and he has gone on around and he has gone on around passed by and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul and Saul said to him, blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. That doesn't relate to today. Really? Look at us love. We don't want anybody to get covid so we put masks on yeah but there's absolutely no reason to do so they do nothing but make you sick here's the scientific evidence are you ready you know what you do here i'm going I'm to demonstrate for you this is very deep so prepare yourself intellectually hear this hear it okay you hear this part you hear that part you see that part is called exhaling that's not supposed to be going back in. So when you trap it right next to your face and suck it back in the rest of the day, you end up getting sick and lowering your own immune system because you're breathing back in your own latent viruses that your body knows to excel. You're welcome. I got to do my little COVID spiel with you guys before we go. I got some slides. If you missed the podcast, you missed them. <clears throat> but Samuel said, oh, let me go back. So Saul says to Samuel, blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Every church in America thinks they have. But Samuel said, what then is the pleading of sheep in my ears? And the lowing of oxen, which I hear. It's amazing how people can galactically lie without hesitation and believe it. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. They. Now I want you to watch over the next coming months. 
We got about 16, 17 minutes to go. Everybody good? And I got to get my COVID presentation in. I want you to watch over the next few months, watch them turn on each other. This is what you have going on right here. But they, you're the king. There is no they, there's we. It's like at the press conferences with Peppermint Patty, Chensaki. They endlessly go, well, you're going to need to go talk to the DOD. You are the DOD. You're the president of the United States. You don't defer to anybody. Same thing here. Watch the common spirits. They're always the same. It's how you can. They stink. They smell like sulfur. They stink. They blame other people for their own deceptions, their own lies, and their own sins. That's what Saul's doing here. They have brought them up for the Amalekites. You're the king. You told them to. For the people spared the best of the sheep, the oxen, to sacrifice to the Lord. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Was he told? Was he told to bring the best of the oxen and the sheep to sacrifice to the Lord? No, he was told to lay waste to them. That's love. Because God, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, is love. That was love. What he is doing is unloving. I know you're afraid to amen it because you're too arch church brainwashed to start to amen the word of the Lord. Just amen it. Don't have to amen me. Just amen the Bible. Nothing I said wasn't Bible. Bible, 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 Bible. That's what we do. I don't do nothing else. I'm bored by everything else. I hate everything else. What do you do all day? Memorize Bible verses. I go out and sit in my yard. My, my, my neighbors probably wonder, what on earth is that guy doing? I sit there under a tree with my Malamois sitting right next to me. And I sit there and I memorize Bible verses. I don't, I don't care about anything else. Then Samuel said to Saul, be quiet. And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. So Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes... Were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go. Now here's your mission today. This is your mission. It is unequivocal. Whatever it says do, you do. Whatever it says don't do, you don't do. Period. There's nothing about lockdowns, nothing about masks. That's why you never do them. Go, now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Why did you take PPP money from your persecutors? And Saul said to Samuel, because I have obeyed, Saul says to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on a mission which the Lord sent me. You went on the mission but didn't do anything he told you to do on the mission. See the Potomac two-step? 
and brought back Achak, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people took up the plunder. You're the king. There is no people. You are the people. The best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8. I want you to put this in modern day uh, vernacular. Put it in a modern day example. Strapping masks on your face, taking one for the team. So Bill Maurer says, you know, I don't want the third shot, but you know, initially I took one for the team. Let me me forget where I'm at here because I'm about to rant. Right there. Got it. What absolutely blows my mind, and if I let it, I'll stay awake at night thinking about it. I don't understand people like Ben Shapiro. I don't understand people like Ted Cruz who know the evil that they're facing. They know that they lied about masks. They know that they lied about the death rate of COVID-19. They don't want their kids masked. They don't want their kids vaccinated. They know that they're using vaccinations to bring low the liberties of the planet. They are against vaccine mandates, but then take the vaccine from the purveyors of all that they hate. So you don't trust them with anything except your own body. You don't trust them with taxes. You don't trust them at the border. You don't trust that Nancy Pelosi is ever saying anything, but I don't know if you saw the podcast last night, but uh, I showed a whole video. The woman's muttering on. I don't know if it's demonic hate speech. I have no idea what it is. You look at that woman cannot put together a coherent statement. Neither can the president, but you trust them with an mRNA vaccination jammed into your arm that the inventor of the mRNA vaccination told you never to take. So you don't trust them there. You don't trust them here, but you trust them with your body. Absolute fact responded to with a nonsensical action. I don't like what they do on mass. I don't like what they do on the border. We're $30 trillion in debt. But whatever they tell me to do with my body, I'll do. Could you grab your ankles any faster? You didn't even, you didn't even, you didn't even slide by the knees. You didn't even try to stop at the knees. Right past. Right past the knees. Didn't even ask. Can I stop at the knees? You didn't even bother asking because you wanted to please them so much. The sacrifice is Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8. So you have Saul says to Samuel, well, you know, I'm going to do this sacrifice for you. I'm going to put a mask on because look how loving I am. I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to lock down my church so that we can be just like the YMCA, which pays for babies to be murdered. The sacrifice of the wicked, which includes the modern church sacrificing, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Saul's sacrifice was an abomination. Pastors watching right now, you locking down your churches was an abomination to the Lord. Absolute abomination. Now I want to show you the lies before we go. So I'm going to try to get you out of here lock, stock, and barrel in the next uh, 10, 13 minutes, something like that. Slide one, William. 
Now, here's what you'll hear. Now, here's the absolute fact. Absolute fact. Brazil. Now, I want you to know, every country that I show you, which you will see highlighted in the blue, every single one of these countries has a 70%, look at me now, has a 70% vaccination rate as of the posting of this article. Everybody got me, right? Everybody, everybody shout 70%. 70%. That's where they're all sitting. Now, the, now, so here is the facts. Now, let's look at what will be the nonsensical responses. Here's the facts. Brazil has seen an 84.1% more, has seen 84.1% more cases and 124.9% more deaths since starting mass vaccination program. So you have a, there's your absolute fact responded to by the NIH, by Anthony Fauci, by Joe Biden as, this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Responded to, here's the nonsensical response, the pathway out of this pandemic is vaccination. Well, that's working real well for Brazil. Next one, I'll switch to this side. God bless you, all of you over here. Canada has seen a 174.4% rise in cases and a 20.4%, which is about to get worse because Canada is about to all move inside because it's cold up there. And a 20.4% rise in death since starting its vaccination program. This is all COVID now. 20.4% rise in COVID deaths since starting their vaccination program. Facts. Nonsensical response, the vaccination is the path. These are safe and effective, the path out of the pandemic. Next one, I got seven of them. I showed 30 on the podcast, so I'm sparing you. Chile has seen an 85.8% more cases and a 34.8% greater COVID mortality per day. Per day, 34% increase of death by COVID per day since starting its mass vaccination program, which they've gleefully reached 70%. Next, Cuba has seen 1,661.2% more cases and a mere rise of 2,315% more deaths per day from COVID since starting its mass vaccination program. Well, I wonder how that is because Bill Gates is on the board of, of Pfizer, a major shareholder in Pfizer. Well, I don't know about board. He's a major shareholder of Pfizer. Anthony Fauci's on the board of the Bill and Melinda Gates Vaccine Foundation board. And Bill Gates wants to lower the earth's population. This seems awfully effective, does it not? Well, you'll never hear this. This is, at, look at me now. This is absolute facts. That's it. This is not disputed. This is it. Next. Denmark. That's oh, easier to read them here. <laughs> See how smart I am? <laughs> Denmark has seen 237.5% more cases. Even the countries like Belgium who has slightly, they're slightly less in deaths since starting their vaccination program. But all those countries are Nordic countries, which are all about to go back inside. Just keep that in mind. But every single country on this list, he did about 80 of them. Everyone has more cases. And about 80% have more deaths. 
Denmark has seen 237.5% more cases and 116.3% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. Great job, Denmark. Next, Finland has seen 276, 271.6 more cases per day, per day, and 31.8% more deaths per day since starting its mass vaccination program. We got any more wills at it? Two more? Hit it. France has seen 99.9% more, more cases per day. And I put the moderates up there. See how sweet I am. And only a 1.6% more deaths. Well, that vaccination is fantastic. Isn't it? It's great. Good. Well, Japan reports 394.3% more cases and 150% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. I could go on and on and on. Look at this. After 45.8% of the global population was vaccinated by 10-1-2021, global cases per day are up 76% since the start of the pandemic, and COVID deaths, COVID-19 deaths are up 52.3%. But the path out of the pandemic is the vaccination. That's the idiotic response to absolute fact. That's good. There you go. That's the truth. That's, that, that is what, that right there is the truth. It's undisputed. Nobody can dispute those numbers. It's absolute fact. Absolute fact. So Samuel said, closing right here. Worship team, make your way. Close right here. Let me lube the tubes because that was a long tirade. Most of us know this, so let's finish with it. So Samuel says, has the Lord, remember what, remember what Saul just said to Samuel, I brought back the best of the sheep to sacrifice to the Lord. That's not what he wanted. I brought to you my mass. I showed you my love. That's not what I wanted. I wanted you to defeat the virus. We're, we're, we're putting out, oh gosh, I'm trying, oh, I nearly said names. Certain pastors are putting out mass vaccination. They're using buildings like this to vaccinate their churches. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices and mask wearings and vaccines and lockdowns as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected what? The word of the Lord he also has rejected you from being king. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. You will no longer be a priest to me, nor will your children be blessed. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. We need to obey God. Period. But I want to close by telling you this. There's some pretty big wins over this week. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on them. Red wave all over Virginia.
last few months. And listen, these aren't these are not people that are operating as stooge, shill conservatives. These are truck drivers, people winning races because they yet they've had enough. I told you a couple months ago, we will win in this country. I don't know what's gonna happen in Australia. Don't I mean I care, but I don't care. But we will win here because the evangelical movement, people like you and I, the real evangelicals, not evangelicals in name only. What's that? How's that go? E and Enos. The real evangelicals will turn this country around. It's starting to happen. People have had enough. You know why? In every single spirit, there's a siren song that is saying, I want to be free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. But what about my job? Stand firm then. What about my family hating me? Stand firm then. And do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved.